Welcome to the Prez Paul podcast, a place for us to engage and hear honest and curious dialogue about Nazareth College and the people who truly are at the heart of who we are. That little taste of music is our Nazareth Chamber Singers performing this semester, the perfect lead-in to today's podcast. Music is alive on our campus and has been throughout the pandemic, and I am so proud of our School of Music and the innovation that allowed our students and faculty to continue playing music this whole year. Music in all its forms is also something that has gotten many of us through the pandemic with its power to stir so many emotions and transport us to places near and far. It's truly a very important part of what Nazareth College is all about. Today in this podcast, I'm joined by Dr. David Davies, an internationally performed composer and an enthusiastic educator who came to Nazareth College as director of the School of Music in July of 2020. Such a pleasure to start with you during this very bizarre time. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Brandon Parks, a senior music business major with voice as his primary instrument and minors in legal studies and communication media, plans to attend law school for entertainment law next year. And a junior music therapy major, Sydney Fina, her primary instrument is the piano and she also plays clarinet. Very exciting to welcome all of you. I thank you so much for joining me today. So David, let me start with you. Take me back to last summer when you started in the height of the pandemic and the unknown and how the entire School of Music moved mountains to make music possible for the fall semester. Tell me about that. That is a great question, Beth. Thank you so much. And thank you for this opportunity to be here to talk with you today. This is exciting. I am delighted. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so going back to the summer, uh, wow. uh, There was so much we didn't know about COVID-19 at that time, um, and so much that we didn't know about music making in relationship to COVID-19 and and what that meant. Uh, And uh, I know you can empathize with uh, uh, moving long distance and jumping into uh, a new environment and and, uh, having a lot of decisions to make right away. And that was, uh, (laughs) (laughs) indeed I can. Yes. And the, the, the task uh, I was facing here in the school of music. Um, so the first thing I I did was, uh, really just try to get up to speed on what had already been done. Um, my predecessor, Dr. Uh, Mario Martinez had done a lot of work with the faculty, uh, here, um, in the spring semester and through the first part of the summer, just starting to make plans for the fall and what might be possible. Um, so, so doing that, uh, getting caught up on what they had been, been talking about, the conversations that had already, already been happening. Uh, and then uh, gathering information from off campus, um, looking for guidelines from New York State, uh, looking for uh, a newly released, uh, or I, actually it, it hadn't been released yet. There was a study going on called the Performing Arts Aerosol Study, which was coming out of the University of Colorado Boulder. Uh, And we were waiting eagerly every week for those initial reports to come out on how um, the spread of aerosols was related to music making and and the spread of Uh, COVID-19. That first information came in August. So 
so looking for that. Uh, and then uh, looking to see what other institutions were doing, uh, emailing colleagues uh, at other institutions in the region and around the US just to say, hi, you know, I'm new here. What, what are you doing? Um, so all of that, uh, and then um, putting it all together into a document uh, that we called uh, Guidelines for Making Music During the COVID-19 Outbreak, uh, which is a really beautiful, florid title. Uh, and we, uh, we uh, made that a Google Doc, and uh, that really kind of formed the backbone of how we approached the fall semester. And we've been, we've been revising and editing and updating it uh, weekly since, since the fall. You know, it's incredible how much we've had to learn during this time. I think every one of us is, is moving from this time with an extra degree. Um, <laughs> I really do. Uh, but what I saw from all of you, and certainly with your leadership, is this beautiful organic process of, as I say, being unstoppable. So there was never a question of whether or not we would move forward with music. It was, how would we do it? And what kind of ingenuity do we need to bring to think completely outside of the box and to make it happen? And it's just been awesome. It's a, it's a, an example I see all over campus, but I have to say what has happened in music is really, it's so deeply inspiring. Um, it's really been amazing. So Brandon, you are a senior. Tell me a little bit about how important it's been for you to be able to sing and make music with your fellow students during your final year on campus. So yeah, that's something that I found to be very beneficial, especially this last year with COVID. And I know friends and colleagues who are at different universities studying music and they haven't been in person at all, or they haven't been having choir, or they haven't even been to campus since last March. So it's really something that I never realized how important it was until right now in the middle of this crazy times of the pandemic and everything like that. So for me personally, it's just something that I will always remember, I will always cherish because after college, your involvement in music for most of us, like for music business majors, most of us aren't as involved with the musical side. We go more into the business side. So it's nice to have kind of that last little hurrah where we can have our senior recitals and have our last choir concerts and recordings, have our last ensemble performances, just because after Nazareth, who knows when that next time might be where we might be in a choir, we might be in a band or orchestra. So I know as a senior class as a whole, we found this whole year to be very humbling and blessful be just because of how much it has meant to us, especially during COVID. Really well said, Brandon. I very much appreciate that. And the beauty of what you take with you, no matter where you go and no matter what you pursue, um, that love of music and your musical talent goes with you everywhere you go. So I'm glad that it's accompanied by some pretty special memories from this year. Sydney, talk with me about the commitment you see in Nazareth's School of Music among students to be safe and ensure music opportunities. I know that you all went to great lengths to make sure that there was safety. We absolutely did. And I echo what Brandon said, because um, being that music is such a collaborative major experience. It's not something where we can sit in our dorms and just do our work, do our, watch our lectures and 
go with our program because it's so um, dependent on interaction and collaboration. And likewise, what Brandon said, after college, college is the height of most of our music opportunities uh, up until this point. And being a music therapy major, I um, really cherish the ensemble opportunities. So, and I know many of us, not all of us feel those same ways. So it was a huge uh, commitment on our part to make sure we could make those ensemble opportunities happen. Um, in terms of cleaning protocols, everything is laid out so beautifully. There are cleaning stations by every um, practice room area. There's um, wipes specifically for the piano, and we all are constantly, um, the Art Center soundtrack is basically the wiping down of the piano keys down, up and down. <laughs> I'm so good at doing that. I love that. (laughs) I think that might be an idea for for a compose, some sort of composition, David. Noted. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And so it it makes us think like we really probably should have been cleaning this much before. Um, And it's really great to have all that available for us. And we also have sign-ins to practice rooms to ensure that um, all the classrooms can be used by other students and classes. Um, their schedules posted on every door for rooms that are used for in-person classes. Those allow us to see when we need the air out time. Um, ensembles, classes always get flat out with enough time that we can clean off our chairs, our stands. So in general, it's a great collaborative effort to maintain these shared spaces because again, I can't practice the piano in my dorm room. We can't practice our instruments in our dorm rooms or at our homes because we don't have access to the resources in the art center. So we all share that commitment to make sure we can keep these shared spaces safe. Yeah. I have to say, I've been very uh, inspired and moved by the commitment that, that people in this community have felt for keeping each other safe and the personal and social responsibility that people feel and our students first among, you know, among them, it's really powerful how, deep that commitment has been and it's allowed us to be as unstoppable as we've been. So I'm really very grateful for that. So David, you are a composer. I I can't wait for the new cleaning of the piano keys composition. (laughs) Um, But I would guess that composing a piece of music is, is really quite an emotional experience. And during the pandemic, I've thought a lot about music as a stress reliever and an emotional outlet and just an expression of the very challenging times that we've been through. So will you talk a little bit about the importance of music for all of us, whether we play an instrument or not? Absolutely. Um, You're absolutely right. Uh, Music is, uh, it's a universal feature of human society. I mean, every, every society, every people group on earth has some form of music making um, as a part of its culture. Um, I think what makes music so powerful is that it's not just a form of individual expression, but it's a, it's a fundamentally corporate act. It's a communal act. And we, we just heard uh, Brandon and Sydney talk about this on the importance of that, that collaboration that they experience. Uh, so there's, there's something about music where it's, it's individual expression and yet it's inherently community building. And there's, it's community building between the musicians uh, while they make music. And then it's, it builds community between the musicians and the audience. And then anyone who's gone to a great concert can also talk about that, that community building that happens just within the audience members, right? That, 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 that sense of having a shared experience that you just, you were just at 
whether it be a, you know, Rochester Phil or one of our orchestra concerts or Pearl Jam or something. I mean, I just dated myself by saying Pearl Jam. <laughs> but, so, or insert, you know, whatever group you want to insert there. So there, there's that there's that communal aspect of music making. And um, I think in this period of isolation, uh, I think that's, and in one sense, that's what that's what has made this so difficult for musicians is is missing out on that. And yet, um, when we listen to music on our own, there's still a taste of it there. Like we, even if we're not experiencing that community in that moment necessarily, we were remembering it. Uh, and so for me, that that's what I center back on every, every time uh, I've been experiencing music during the last year. Um, is missing <laughs> missing that corporate aspect of it uh, and being reminded of the beauty and the power of it. Um, oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that, uh, you know, it is what's so powerful about what you all have done, coming together as community to uh, continue with the powerful role of music in Nazareth. And, you know, I just think of the complexity of what we're all going through. And sometimes we're just can't, just can't express that. And so finding music that can help us with that kind of expression and also to help connect with other people, you know, to share those expressions. I I just find it very, very powerful. I I do want to thank you, David. You have been very gracious in sharing a couple of pieces that you have composed and we're including those in the show notes. So those are some extra treats for our listeners for today. And I thank you very much for that. Absolutely. Sydney, as a music therapist, you know what an impact music has. That's what your field is all about. So talk about an experience you had with a client and how it moved you. Sure. And as you, Dr. Paul and Dr. Davies said, it's such music is so dependent on others. And that's what makes music therapy so powerful. Music is such a tool to connect um, musicians with clients or music therapists with their clients. So last semester was my very first semester um, in the clinic leading my own music therapy session. And I was placed in a co-treatment session with speech therapy, which was a huge new world for me because yeah, that's I- really interesting. Absolutely. I was never the one leading the session. I had never done it over Zoom. None of us had, but we ended up doing really, really well with the teletherapy aspect of it. And um, our client had- apraxia speech, meaning that oral motor motor planning for them was difficult. And so music was a great response tool to help them produce target sounds, target words. So one of the highlights of last semester's placement is we had a song written specifically for that client that included their family names and what they were. Oh, Um, I love that. That's wonderful. It was awesome. And Um, The lyrics were specifically about what the family member's role was in that client's life. And we worked on that song all semester. And when our client finally said their family members' names, it was, you could see the twinkle in their eye. You could see how excited they were because it's something, music allows us to do what we may not, allowed our client to do what they hadn't thought they would be able to do without music. And it was a wonderful experience to be a part of and collaborate with my co-clinician with, um, and to just impact our client in that meaningful way with their family. That's amazing. I I had a fabulous visit 
over at our York Rehabilitation Center, which is where the clinics are. And I, I, I was just awed by how you didn't miss a beat in terms of thinking about, well, you know, we're just going to have to use Zoom to keep these sessions going. It wasn't a question of, you know, whether we would continue, it was how we would. And I was so impressed by that and really very moved by some of the skills that you all were drawing upon. It was really, it was really fabulous. Brandon, I know that you are going to be going into a very interesting graduate program next year. And I wonder how music business has been a part of your uh, pursuit of entertainment law. Yeah, so that, that's a question that I get a lot every time I tell someone what my plans are after graduation. They're like, oh, how does that exactly tie in? Well, the way that Nazareth's music business program is set up is you get a little taste of everything within the music industry, where most music business programs are very concentrated within like the recording aspect or the performance aspect. At Naz, we kind of get a little bit of everything. And I knew that I had some sort of interest in law coming into undergrad. I had an internship over the summer going into my freshman year, and I just really had a big interest within the legal field that I just didn't really know how to piece that all together because I knew I was really passionate about music and business in the legal field. So in my music business one class where we basically just talked about every single profession within the music industry, uh, we had a whole chapter on the legal side and uh, entertainment law, uh, patent law, basically all the um, behind the scenes works within the music industry that people really don't think about. And when I was reading up about that and then did some more research for that class, that's really when I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So after that, that's when I picked up my legal studies minor so I could have a little understanding of law in general. And just throughout all my courses, I've just grown more and more of a passion for it. And now I've had my applications in, I'm just waiting to hear back. And it's something that I'm really excited for this next step because it's something that I personally think is very unique and something that is a cool way to tie in all my different passions into one profession. I love it. I have to say, I, I spent the morning with a couple of uh, NASBound events attracting our next generation of students. And that's one of the things I talk with our prospective students about is bring your whole self. Don't narrow yourself. Don't feel like you have to you know, reject some interests because you have too many interests. No, bring your whole self, bring all of your interests and we will help you find ways to weave them together into powerful you. And that's exactly what you are exemplifying, Brandon. I love that. And thank you for articulating what is really special about our music business program. I certainly agree. So in conclusion, I want to ask each of you a memory from your time here at Nazareth in the School of Music that you never want to forget. And David, I'm going to start with you. I know that it's only months in, but like me, I bet you already have a lot of memories. I do, yes. And uh, well, if I were to pick one, I think I what the first one that strikes me is earlier this semester, I got to sit in on a dress rehearsal for uh, the wind ensemble, and uh, they were. It, it dawned on me. I'm I'm just sitting in in the Glazer Music Performance Center, which is this phenomenal, you know, world class facility, and it, it dawns on me that it was the first 
time I'd gotten to hear our students making music together in that room. Uh, so much of the, the year had been spent with all the logistics. We just, and we haven't been having concerts for obvious reasons. And so it was the first time I got to hear it. And I, it was a very, I, I was overwhelmed with emotion at, at that mm. moment. Um, on one hand, with some sadness of realizing what, you know, I hadn't been able to participate in, but then also uh, hope for just a, a, it was, I was feeling a sense of uh, the promise of days to come in, in, in hearing them play. And that, I, I think I'll carry that with me. And I think that I'll probably have a little flashback of that every time I, I sit down in that room. I bet you will. That's really very special and how wonderful they were able to perform. Fabulous. I love it. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Brandon? So my favorite memory within the school of music actually happened halfway across the world. So um, the summer going into my junior year, so summer 2019, I uh, traveled with the chamber singers uh, to Poland and it was a 10 day trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never been outside of the United States or Canada. So it was a huge trip for me. Um, and it was just really one of those experiences that I think about on a daily basis. It's something that I never go a day without thinking about just because of the amazing sights that we saw and the amazing music that we made together. And it's something that even to this day, there's only few, a few of us left here who did go on the trip, but we will just bring up the trip all the time. Just like hey, remember this thing that happened in Poland just because we all have such fond memories of it. And it's something that really brought us together as a group. That's really wonderful. I can't wait to start that again. (laughs) That's really wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And Sydney, how about for you? What is a lasting memory for you? I echo um, both Dr. Davies and Brandon's stories and that mine is tied to ensembles too. Um, Earlier, I mentioned that the highlight of our music experience here is playing with other people in ensembles. And I've been lucky that I've played in the Nazareth Wind Symphony and the Symphony Orchestra on clarinet. I'm really lucky that I've had those opportunities. And my biggest memory or most fond memory that I thought of when I read this question was um, playing New World Symphony by Dvorak. So Symphony Number no. 9, yes. also known as New World Symphony very well-known orchestral work, one that people that aren't as familiar with the classical repertoire probably recognize because it's used so prominently in film. And I played that in spring 2019, my spring of my freshman year. And that still, I think about that experience playing in the giant orchestra and being, I have my very closest friends also played in the um, the wind section of this symphony orchestra with me. So we were all right next to each other and um, making music together. And I will always remember, because when you communicate with others through music, collaborate with others, it's different than when you're just hanging out with them, or even when you're like playing a game with them or working on a project together, like playing music with your friends, with people that you love and care about so much is something incredibly powerful. So that would be a feeling of collaboration that I will always cherish. I love that. I love that. And please hold on to those memories and, uh, we know that you all will make many more. So we're very much looking forward to hearing about what comes next for, for all of you. We are so proud of our School of Music. And as we end our show today, we'd like to showcase more of the Nazareth Chamber Singers, now that I know that Brandon is part of that group, performing The Sun Never Says, 
by Dan Forrest. Thanks for listening.